Here it is. For you guys. Enjoy, enjoy. Welcome to Wii. The Thunder. It's the stash. Who wants the mustache ride? And Schoolie. Thomas Schoolie. The gosh darn professor. Noxiously long bell. Yeah. <laughs> Classes in fashion. Done the whole day in school's out. Final bell. <laughs> Final bell. All right. We've got um, a full week of hockey to break down. I've got a blank board. I was going to give you guys a chance to write on the board. I'll have to do it for you because we're not in the same room. But think about, start thinking about that. We've also got a different uh, guest, first timer on We the Thunder tonight um so where to start well I, I think we should bring on our guests and um have him come talk about this week's games with Let's us and and this is the man to talk to forgot to put my hat on if uh, you want some usf hockey information i am a usf alumni stash is honorary I'm alumni i'm an honorary alumni. i don't know where you stand with usf but you gotta love them but without further ado, let's bring on Tyler Moss. He is the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, if you're on Twitter, um, he's the guy always tweeting about USF hockey Good and morning. the Bolts and all kinds of stuff. What's up, man? How we doing? What a fun time. Huh? Very excited to uh, to be doing this. Come on. Talk some USF hockey. It's not like I do that enough, but let's go ahead and do it some more. <laughs> Right. Well, let's That's let's we do think. that before we before we jump into the lightning this week. Let's definitely talk about USF hockey. Um, you know, how how did this season go? Well, first off, what do you do over there? But also kind of how did this season go down? And when does next season start? Because I think we need to have like a We the Thunder game that oh, we yeah. all go to and invite some people to to go check out a game. But give like the lay of the land for just people that don't know um that usf plays hockey yeah so uh i personally run hockey operations for the usf uh, ice bowls um it is a club team a high level club team um i personally take care of a lot of the business and stuff um, i have a whole crew of business operations guys um a guy that runs our in-game uh content and operations um, I have a project manager who does bigger uh, tasks and, and things along the, that nature. I've got fan engagement managers. Uh, but me personally, I I work a lot of the promotions, the fundraising, um, the advertising for the games, um, a lot of the big picture stuff. And then I kind of oversight over everyone else as well. Uh, we had a very good season this past year. Um, we could have, we, you know, we, we felt a little bit disappointed at the end of it. Uh, didn't really finish where we wanted to, but um, all in all, had a phenomenal back end of the year. A lot of support from the fans. We see a really big growing program here, and, and we're looking to continue to expand it. Yeah, there's some good hockey players in this area, um, and it's cool to see you know some of these teams in Florida and really in the Southeast in general kind of going at it. Uh, so the season like literally just ended. Yeah. Uh, what was it? A couple weeks ago, right? Yeah, it would have been two weeks ago. Yeah. Two so University ago. of Tampa, correct? Uh, so yeah, our regional matchup ended against the University of Tampa. Um, our regional journey ended up in Huntsville, Alabama, about a three, four weeks ago potentially. Uh, gosh, time flies when you're 
in Huntsville, Alabama. Um, but then we we went up to nationals a couple weeks ago um, and went one and one and three on on pool play. Um, didn't end up going any further on in that tournament, but a lot of experience and and a good good opportunity for the large senior class we just had graduate. And we'll be talking after the show because that's gonna this is gonna be my new pipeline to my beer hockey league. Like once once they graduate, oh, yeah, yeah. Start, the start recruiting these, these feisty college kids. Oh yeah, why not? Right. My team's got to get a little bit younger. <laughs> so that's because yeah. you're not. Uh, we all know you're not getting any younger. <laughs> oh, but so they play at Advent Health over in Wesley Chapel, right? Yes, sir. If, yes, no, sir. if you facility. guys haven't been there, it, it's Great awesome. Facility. I don't know if you've been there, Stash, but it's an awesome oh, yeah. arena. Oh, oh you've been there for the watch party watch with, with Fire, yeah. Fire. Yeah. Um, they've got kind of that bar that's in between, so you can kind of see the games on the sides. It's a cool place to watch a game. So I know we're definitely going to come check out um, USF playing next season. And, and it's like Venus. 30 minutes from my house. So yeah. Close to the anomaly for me, so I like it. Ooh, there we go. Yes. I've got to I've got to go to two USF Ice Bowls games. Um, none of them this year. It was last year. Um, but they're actually really fun to go to. It's a great sp- uh, growing sport here. I mean, you see how well the Lightning does and how much they draw. But the Ice Bowls still hasn't gotten that kind of crowd yet. But you can see it's starting to get that way, even with the USF um, students. And the alumni is starting to build and build. Um, I Sonia is a huge supporter of that that team. Um, Greg Wolf is a huge supporter of the team. Um, so it's great to see that it's picking momentum because really people hadn't heard it about them in the Tampa Bay area until just last year. Yep our our last uh, our last four games um, is when I personally took over. Uh, I've been doing small on stuff in the background for the team, but my personal takeover was uh, a couple example games. I was trying to just show them what I could do, the, the players, because it's all player ran, uh, all player and student ran. So it's very, very challenging to to do the kind of things we, we were pulling off at the back end. But uh, the final two games I was in charge of, we had a UCF game and a UT game, uh, both full stands, um, no seating room available, full wrap around the arena. We're very proud of that. That was the big thing is, is pack the stadium. Um, and then we put on a 10 nothing performance against UCF, who's a very good team. They're, they're not they're not slouches. That was just you came into a situation that you probably those kids have never faced before. They had the crowd support behind us. We did a free cowbell night because we're you know USF. So Bulls will take advantage of that. Why not? Um, yeah. Phenomenal game. Um, and we've we're going to keep that standard of you're going to have to show up early if you want seats to come to our games. And, and that's not, not trying to push anyone out, just more. It's a, it's a packed thing and people are willing to go to this and want to go to this. Uh, we're creating a new standard for USF uh, hockey. Well, what's cool about that area of the Advent health center is that it's a growing area. And a lot of people that are in yeah. that area, uh, like that live near there, that's where their kids are already playing hockey and the low and the peewees and midges and stuff like that. <clears throat> so it kind of makes sense. And then it's, it is still fairly accessible to the entire Tampa Bay area. So even people that are down in the USF area, the university area, it's accessible for them to get to as well. So students can get there. So I I think it's just a great location for you guys to draw from the entire Tampa Bay area. And there's already so much, you know, hockey going on because it's such a great facility. It's a great place to piggyback off of and build your program there. Yeah, absolutely. We we felt, uh, I mean, a lot of our, our core, team uh, has come from 
Tampa Bay juniors uh, that run right out of Wesley Chapel. Um, a lot of local Florida-based talent. We have our kids from New York that come down for the warm weather, of course. Um, but we are really just capitalizing on the on the local talent that's that's grown. And you know, we you know, I personally always look to accredited uh, Vinick and Vinick Sports Group for everything they've done as far as growing hockey in the Tampa area um, because it's it's leaking into other programs that are in the Tampa area as well. Um, I know UT, they recruit personally. I know they do that, and they really recruit up north. So we can capitalize on all the local Florida talent here um, that want to come to USF and want to represent our school. And it, it feels really good. And, again, crediting Vinick and everything that they've done to – really build a culture of strong hockey in the Tampa area. Indeed. Yeah, it's wild how competitive it's gotten. I was talking to my friend last week after our hockey game, and he was telling me how competitive it is in you know high school now because you have the high school leagues, but you also have the club leagues, and you know there's options for these players now. Um, so mm-hmm. it's really cool to see in, in this area because when, um, when I first moved here, it definitely was not like that at all. <laughs> I was the king of <laughs> rag hockey. Um, you hear so, us talk about it now. He still is, but we'll move on. And I we'll think get, every we'll year, last game later, we'll get to my last game later. Every year, it's been growing more and more in high school, hasn't it, Tyler? Because I remember just yeah. a few years ago, it was only like three, three or four schools that actually had a team, and that was like your big schools. But now you're seeing it in almost, uh, almost all the high schools, uh, especially over in Tampa. Yeah, it's, it's really rapidly growing, um, which is great for us. I mean, I want to I want to take the talent that's in the Tampa Bay area that's grown up here and has, you know, watched the Lightning and, and has had USF in their backyard the whole time. That's that's the talent we want. Now, I'm not turning away the the kids from uh, – we, we have a kid from Canada. We've got a bunch from New York. I'm not turning away them at all. But I, I just love to, to see the, the progression from Tampa Bay juniors to – to USF that, that just feels really good. Like uh, the all time leading scorer for Tampa Bay juniors, Zach Parker just graduated playing for USF. Like, I love that. Like that, that's, that's mm-hmm. that kind of home talent that a, a guy like that will, will stay around and help as an alumni uh, for your program. Like that's, that's meaningful a lot to, to mm-hmm. us. And we love it. We love the growth of hockey in the city. I love Tampa Bay. I don't intend on leaving. So I want to see that growth continue. It's awesome. Well, and we've seen over the years, uh, it doesn't matter what sport, there's a lot of athletes in this area. It doesn't matter what sport they are, how many homegrown athletes, baseball, football, basketball, they all come out of this area. And if you can get some of those athletes to start transitioning into a hockey, which I think if you watch – I'm going to get off on a slight tangent alley too a little bit. But uh, there's a new there's a new video series on TampaBayLightning.com, uh, Lightning Lore, while PK is sitting down with uh, Espo talking about the founding of it all. And, you know, you really go back to the – like this area and how we love football we love race cars we love wrestling and we love boxing and that's whenever someone told them that we love all those things and hockey is all those things into one that's like oh and car crashes that was the other thing so like all five of those things in one is hockey and i think that's why it has taken off so well in the tampa bay area and then obviously jeffrey vinnick mr vinnick has just done a great job exposing that game to the area and to the youth especially and to the parents understanding hey you know we talk about it being somewhat prohibitively uh, expensive game but the nhl has done a good job and their hockey is for everyone program 
And I think the Lightning have doubled down on that, getting in the grassroots, uh, you know, street level with the kids, elementary and middle schools, and really giving them a passion. And so they aren't looking at football as their only way out or baseball or these other sports. And the other thing I really like about hockey is that it isn't so exclusive gender wise, especially in the younger ages. They, you know, it's you, it's for boys and girls, even, you know, you're not separating them necessarily. You get, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah. it, it, it helps to me it helps like further that hockey is for everyone you know if you're going out to play football and you're a girl and you like football well guess what you're you're maybe going to play a little powder puff a little bit of flag football that's all you got you know? and to build on that you the, i think one of the best things that mr vinnick and the tampa bay lightning put into place was the learn to skate and learn how to play program um, here in the Tampa Bay area that takes all genders, all ages, and teaches them how to skate, teaches them how to play hockey. Um, and then you also see alumni that have came out of the Lightning system staying here to coach. Um, and that also attracts these these young ones that are here when they have, you know, Coburn. Um, so on, the other day when they saw a kid saw Coburn, he was like, oh, that's Coach Coburn. Um, so, you know, it's, we've seen Vinny, um, coaching Vinny here, Prospel, Fenisenko, um, been here for a, little while. a lot of them sit here and stay and coach. And that brings up the kids in this area. And we saw it, I think at the hall of fame ceremony where they showed the three generations really of the Tampa Bay lightning and how the original ones now have kids who are starting to play and those kids are starting to have kids that are learning to play. And that's all going to be here in the Tampa Bay area and for generations to come. So Tyler, now are you, you're from the Tampa Bay area. Oh, yeah. So you oh, were yeah. kind of like born into being a Bolts fan. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, whew. We can go full full bio. I was born at Sarasota. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I was born. I was, it was born a in dark and rainy night. Yeah, it was. Well, it was a morning actually. It was about ten o'clock. Okay, I'm gonna cool it off. Um, yeah, I was born born in the in the area just south uh, Sarasota, Bradenton's where I grew up. Um, and I recently had moved up to Zamp area around fifteen ish. That's when I really started getting more into Tampa Bay as a whole. Um, the Lightning as well. My my stepdad's what did it for me. I, I met him around 13. Um, he's been in my life since. A phenomenal human being. Um, really did introduce me to to hockey as a whole. Uh, he's been a season ticket member since Stamkos' rookie year. Um, so when he started taking me to games, that's when you notice. And I, I've been telling you know my friends that I've been getting involved in in the team and and all my you know peers and all. Once when you go to a game, it'll change your life, right? Um, yep. I went to a game. Changed my perspective of everything. I grew up, I was 10 years of baseball, three years of football. That's what I started with. Um, and nothing's caught caught me as much as as much as hockey has. Um, and going to those first games, really phenomenal for me. Uh, kind of just changed my outlook on sports as a whole. And, and I've been representing representing the Lightning ever since. Uh, and I love it. I love I love hockey and I love seeing it grow in the Bay Area. I mean, come on. Go Bolts. Yeah. It's yeah. tough to to not walk in that building and leave a fan no matter, you know, what your hockey background is at all. Yeah, so Even opposing fans say it as they leave our arena, that it's one of the better arenas that they go to. 
Yeah, but just the whole experience. I mean, I love Amelie. What again, Mr. Vinick, we talk about him so much on the show. But what he's done to that arena in the last 10 or 11 years and how it's a premier event space now, not just a great hockey arena, but it just hockey live in general. You know, I grew up in the 90s watching hockey on TV and I had kids that moved lived up north before they moved down here as Navy brats. And that's what got me into hockey. But it wasn't until I was 20, 21 when I moved here and went to a lightning game for the first time uh, at the St. Times Forum back then. And that absolutely, it changed everything about it. You know, for me, I've been to, grew up playing football, grew up playing basketball, baseball, everything. I mean, I played roller hockey with my friends, but we grew up in North Florida. So that was the only opportunity we had. So the first time you walk into a live hockey game, it changes you. And I've taken at least 10 people over the years that have been from other places that come to visit me or new friends or whatever. Every single one of them has become a hockey fan after the fact in one way or another. And six or seven of them are now rabid lightning fans. It's it's almost impossible to have that experience and not walk away and be like, okay, now I get it. Yeah. And the wild part is like in the arena, they've got it down pretty well, right? But like the surrounding arena is still it's it hasn't even peaked yet. Yeah. Like it's gonna be completely different next season when we when we walk down there. It's getting yep. there with Water Street, you know, kind of yeah. coming coming full circle and yeah, uh, Yardavel will be open by next open. season. I'm excited about that. So all right, well, let's talk about some some hockey games this week. Mm. Three and one record would have been perfect if it wasn't for uh, letting in too many goals against New Jersey last night. Um, how you lose? But let's go back. Let's go back to to Tuesday night. I had a blast, Tyler. We we watched together at the Dignitary Tea and Kava House and broadcasted it. I thought it was pretty fun. I got we got some good feedback too. So thank you everyone mm-hmm. who attended. We'll definitely do that again mm-hmm. uh, sometime soon. And it was an awesome game too. Uh, yeah. Bolts Bolts win four to one uh, in that game. Didn't even have Stamkos in that game. Um, you know they they really kind of overcame some some energy at the beginning of the game from New Jersey. And just took over from there. And we obviously talked about the game live while we were watching it. But I think the most impressive part was, you know, the third period, just kind of seeing the return of the shut down Stanley Cup playoff defense, which has got this team two cut or two, three Stanley Cup finals in the last uh, three years. Uh, what do you guys think of of Tuesday's game? And I guess we can also kind of lump in, you know, Thursday's win against the Devils too. I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say right away, man, killer, 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 so hot, killer. You know, you know how you know where I stand on the show. If you've ever watched five seconds of the show, you know who my guy is on that roster. And what he's been doing, what he always does every season, but here he goes, 20 goals again, 50 points again, leading the way, PK, leading the way on the power play, and now he's on the top unit again, uh, playing in all three zones and playing the best hockey of this season. And, I mean, it's, he's right up there playing the best hockey of his career right now for this team. And then you add a Brandon Hagel, who is just even hotter right now. Like, he's, he's done, like, on the two front burners with the heat all the way up, both of those guys right now. Uh, that's how sizzling hot they are. So you start now seeing him back on the line. What Coop's been doing with those guys, kind of shift them around and trying to figure out the the combinations up there. It was it was good to see those guys really stay hot and going and going to Jersey and take on a team that is really really good right now. 
and really looked very dominant. And it's the first time we've seen them look dominant in months, probably like that dominant. So to see the forwards finally playing responsible, responsible hockey, it's making the blue lines life a lot, a lot better. They can go do their regular job. Now they're not having to cover the ass of uh, the forwards making these sloppy plays in the neutral zone and uh, at their own blue line. Yeah, uh, I have partial. Uh, I'm a little partial to to defense. Um, I don't know why. I, I can't even physically ice skate myself. It's funny. I manage our USF team. I, I if you put me on ice skates, it would be a it would be phenomenal content. Um, probably wouldn't get very far. But I love probably one of my guys that kind of attached myself to the hip when he got here was was Sergachev and what he's what he's been doing um, of recent as well. I'm starting to feel like 8.5 in a few years is going to look like a very very nice number for us. Um, as far as cap hit is concerned, uh, he's just been very good. Just phenomenal play of recent. Um, I know he he has his turnover issues. It sometimes gets eaten up about that, but the offensive production is just beautiful, and, and I I love seeing that. And you, if you pair him well, if I feel like he's he can just he can just do his thing. I mean, I was seeing it at the beginning of the season. I mean, I thought he was he was better on the uh, the PP one than than Hedman really was as far as orchestrating everything. Uh, I thought I thought he's had a really big breakout season, and I'm I'm really happy to see in these these past few games he's been getting on the score sheet a ton. Oh yeah, so for, me, for me that game was um, Sorelli and Hagel. Um, I really think Sorelli in the last couple of weeks has really came back to his pre-injury Sorelli, um, and then Hagel. It, I mean, we'll talk about him more on the, some of the other games, but. Um, he really has impressed and really have shown why um, Tampa gave up so much for him last year and why uh, Chicago was kind of upset to get rid of him. Yeah, no, no, I agree. Hagel, three points in that Tuesday game. And then Stamkos comes back Thursday, scores two goals. No big deal. You know, back, back in the line, I'm going to do what I can do. Uh, they 20. won, so four to one on Tuesday. Thursday, four to three shootout. shootout win. And of all people, the shootout winner goes to Ross, the boss, the New Jersey native, sending the Devils home uh, upset again two nights in a row. Uh, so really mm-hmm. solid two games. We talked a lot about last week about this kind of being a little like mini playoff series for them. And obviously they dropped the last game against the Devils last night. But I think it was a good showing for a team that, we've talked about is not playing that well against playoff teams uh, recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a good showing. And then we'll, we won't go into Montreal Saturday yet because Thomas, I'm assuming you were there Friday, Bolt's first ever hall of fame ceremonies. Uh, you know, I only saw what was kind of on social media cause I was out of town, but how, how was it? It was great. Um, it was it was amazing. There there I don't know if you were there, Tyler. Um it was you could not have a dry eye if you were in the arena at all. Even and here's what was good about it is if you're an old fan, it had something for you. If you were a fan of the the first 10 years, they broke it down in three eras. They broke it down as the um Esposito eras. They broke it down as Hockey Bear, and then they broke it down as um, the Vinick era. And 
really touched on the good and bad of each air. And it was so well done. Like I've been to so many things and I, the 25 year one thing at Expo Hall was pretty cool and everything else. This was probably the best thing that they have put together um, that I have ever been to uh, as far as it was very intimate. They only had four sections down in the 100s. They had uh, 129, 130, 101, and 102 was the only thing sold for this. Um, they had tables down on the floor and just the player interactions, the alumni interactions. They did a little mini blue carpet um, beforehand that was a blast. Um, and then in between some of the video productions that they played, they actually did interviews with some of the alumni. Um, and it was just good hearing and every single alumni all the way from the beginning talked about Mr. Vinick and how Mr. Vinick has changed Tampa and that they all want to come back to Tampa and move back here because of what Vinick has done with hockey in the Tampa Bay community. Um, and it was great. And I thought some of the speeches were really good because you had Stammer, Hetty, and killer all there they were three representatives that were at the tables um from what i hear montreal and some of the other lightning players were in the back and also in some suites um but were actually on the floor and i thought some of the speeches especially from marty and Vinny, really spoke to them guys on how to be a complete team so what was the best like story like they have like funny stories i, I have one question real quick because i know like, it's, it's related no, no <laughs> listen it's because what's the so there's something that just came out on youtube that was at the tampa theater was that the thing from the beginning of the season or was that something that happened this week no it's from the beginning of the season okay yeah. okay that was uh, from the, the fridays was at the actual arena okay that's what i thought so i was like but anyways but, but anyways that did just drop like five days ago on youtube and it's like almost two hours long so it's that whole 30th anniversary celebration at the Tampa theater so if everyone missed out on that it's up there so all right shooter back to being host get to ask you they, they are going to they did videotape this for a later date to be released tbd yeah cool so any was there any like funny stories or anything from the interviews or um a lot of cussing um mr mr Vinick. Mr. Vinnick, I think, had a few drinks. Um, his first thing when he got up on the Good. stage, what he said, thank you, everybody, for inducting him as the very first Hall of Fame member. <laughs> and he got a big chuckle on that. Um, you know, it was uh, Manu, Manu Real did this real good piece on uh, Phil Esposito that um, really – put a tear in people's eyes. Um, she was real good. Wall went up there and he just was letting the F-bombs fly and anything he wanted out of his mouth. Um, so it was pretty good. Dingman's uh, Instagram was was money all weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, his social and, media was great. I did thank players. him for coming on the podcast and he was like, anytime. So oh, okay. Well, tell him to accept my damn friend request on Facebook. Shit, I can't even comment on his post. I feel like a freaking outside looking in. Damn. Yeah, hit him up on that because I, I definitely he um, when we were doing the blue carpet event, I said to him, I said, uh, "Thank you for coming on the podcast." He goes, "Oh yeah, no, anytime." And uh, finally, it, it, 
It's about time you drop our name when you're around these freaking players again, Thomas. Jeez. Did you get Vinny? Do you get Vinny on the show? <laughs> Marty, Vinny, what? any of those guys? Vinny no? and Marty were the most at, sought after people at that dang thing. It's funny. My friend Ginger, she's like six seven, something like that. So she's taking a picture with Vinny, and Vinny's just looking at her. I said, "Yeah, you finally found someone as tall as you." <laughs> and they both started laughing. And Bishop, Bishop's uh, wife is pregnant with baby number three. He said it's going to be a boy. Uh, three boys. Three, three boys. boys. What a household. Yeah. Uh, gonna be, I'm sure they're all going to be small. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're all, sure all going to be small boys, too. I'm all sure. playing for USF. Come on, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got to drag him out of Dallas, bro. He's still out there. Yeah, he's in Dallas still. <laughs> Boyle, Boyle was great. Um, he had his son with him and his daughter with him, and they did that interview during uh during the game. But Boyle Boyle was great. Uh, it just it was just great seeing all of them together. They said it was the largest uh, of alumni they've ever had together, and I thought for the twenty five years they had the same amount, but maybe not. It seemed like way more to me this time. Yeah. They definitely they they were they were shuffling out of buses, so they were all staying at the um, the what's that white hotel the the sex hotel from across the street that everybody got the videotape of uh, the addition the addition yeah the addition um, so they were all staying at the addition they all had police on the whole first floor so nobody could bother them or anything and they got to bust over. Um, <laughs> in party buses nice. <laughs> and they they were all shit-faced and the only one that uh let's see um vinny drove himself and he had lamborghini doors on his car it was really nice um but when vinny got there he's like marty's already here and we're like yeah he's inside and he's like he beat me he's never early and um then they they were just all shit faced. And when Wall came, the guy standing next to me said, Where's Dinger? I, and he goes, Was he not on our bus? And we we're like, No. He's like, I could have swore he got on our bus. <laughs> He's like, Did he stay on the bus? <laughs> so if he did stay on the bus, he went for the next crowd because he ended up coming out at the very last crowd. I wouldn't be surprised if yeah. Dinger did that. That, that. that totally seems on track with him and his personality and how much the camaraderie meant to him playing this sport, you know? So uh, I, I, I like, I like what the landing are doing overall too. Cause if you go on the website right now, it's just alumni, everything, you know, there's the, the lip reading game that they do. There's a couple of funniest moments from your time. And uh, Coburn evidently is on vacation last week for spring break. So mm -hmm. Greg Wolf sat down and did a few episodes uh, with alumni. And the one that dropped today was with uh, Teddy Purcell, Teddy P, one of my faves of all time, and uh, Ben Bishop. Uh, so that was a really good little episode. And it's cool because it is just talking about all those alumni that have been here all weekend and some of their stories. And I'm curious to know how loose Marty was, seeing as how he was here to also work as a head coach and uh, in the midst of having to have a – discipline situation uh with one of his players because some of the stories they talk about marty is that he's got like a, such a small guy and he does it's like a two beer bus that's all it takes for him you know, like a, like two beers and he's like feeling it so i'd Whatever be interested do, to know how much he let back let go don't ask him for a picture during a game oh that was ridiculous <laughs> dude i was so embarrassed first like, of all there's been a yeah. lot of times i've been embarrassed to be a lightning fan just don't do that 
That's ridiculous. That Come is on, so. <laughs> that's that set our fan base back 15 years, man. Everyone's oh, see, this is why hockey doesn't belong in Florida. Yeah, it, it was it was ridiculous that that girl that girl did that. Like who who would have thought that would have been a good idea? As these teams <laughs> oh. getting smashed, like who's your friends? Who are your friends? Yeah. Who do you have none because nobody stopped you from doing. I that. think uh, it's a member of Hockey Bay. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my first thought though when I saw it was Stash saying pucks in play. Pucks in play. <laughs> <laughs> that was my first thing was like, oh, you know I would have Stash would have yelled at her that puck was in play. But you just see you just see Marty go not right now. No. <laughs> it's the most. It's like he it's looks like, like you're the most well, ridiculous person I've ever encountered in my life. That, Which uh, is saying something because he lives in Montreal. <laughs> the festivities carried over to uh to saturday a little bit the players were there i heard some mm-hmm. there were some missed appearances or the players were supposed to be in certain areas and uh, apparently the drinking didn't stop either because they they missed a couple of those but they they were having a good time so um yeah, i'm cool with it. that uh hagel was having a good time saturday night getting his his hat trick uh, in game 200. So there you go. Uh, Hagel again, just like one of my 50% off purchases. Hetty and Stammer also with goals. Bolts win 5 3. It was it was a close game till the third period when the Bolts came back and dominated. Um, Joyce Joyce somehow got a uh, got it on our DVR, like Marty's face when they gave the Bolts that power play. He, oh, yeah. He just knew we were, we were about to lose his game. Yeah. Um, and that's what happened. And then Sunday, Devils come to town on a three-game losing streak, mostly because of us. Um, and Rat comes in with the hat trick. Mm-hmm. And I think really the story of this game was the the missed power play opportunities. 0 for 4 on the power play just wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't playing as well. But if they converted on those power play goals, they would have won the game. Um, and the irony again. of Nolan Foot with the goal <laughs> that really kind of kind of took a, took it away from the bolts there in the third mm-hmm. period. You know, it's not Andre Palat coming back into the building. It's Nolan Foot, who was a first round draft pick by the Lightning. If anyone remembers our draft picks, yeah. Well, if you guys are watching right now and you're looking in the uh, chat, you can see some of the sticks of fire folks are in there. <clears throat> chatting away because i was at both games uh saturday and sunday uh saturday was such a great time that the drinking did not stop and uh we kind of went out pretty late and once again that's why my voice is pretty shredded tonight because i then took the family uh to sunday's game and uh sitting in six of fire 307 two nights in a row is recipe for laryngitis so i had to shut it down a little bit so i had at least a little bit of a voice tonight but you can't go sit in 307 and uh, not be loud, not be raucous. Uh, I said it before. That's why I love those guys. That's why I fit in with those guys. Because I uh, I love sitting in that section with those guys. Anything else exciting happen at the stadium or in those games uh, this, this weekend? Uh, so I, my parents uh, and me split season tickets. And we're in 316. So it's actually really neat for us. Uh, so we can hear Dave Randolph and, and – uh, Mish uh, yelling sometimes. Uh, so that's a really cool area to be. Um, and there was a lot of blank space on that wall for a while. So what's really cool sure. is we're now sitting behind their Hall of Fame, their Hall of Fame um, yeah. kind of layout up there. And the next game uh, that I head to, I will be 
I'll be able to check it all out. So that, that's really neat that it's kind of right by our section. It's a little, little fun little addition. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I, I completely glossed over that. I haven't seen a picture come out yet without the fans in it, but yeah. I really, I really want them to take a nice picture of that. You know, before without all the heads sitting in it, because I saw about thirty to forty photos of it, and it's all got the fans' heads sitting in it. So yeah, my parents, sorry about that. <laughs> tell, tell your parents yeah. fuck is and play bro sit down <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's gonna be great to see um without any fans in there and just the building of that um just thinking of who's gonna be in there um you know in the future and they talked about that at the event the one thing the one thing that i didn't say that they did that marty touched on is that he is a huge supporter to try to get Vinny LeCavier into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, he says he believes he belongs in there um, and he deserves to be in there. So, And he also talked about how Vinny is player development coach and that he has nothing, Marty had nothing to do with the draft this year, but every single time someone got drafted, Vinny would say, Nope, that's a bad pick. That was a bad pick. Nope, that one was a good one. That was number four. Yep, that's a bad pick. That nope, they sh they shouldn't have went there. He's like he knows everything about these kids. He said so. He's really doing his thing. So uh, I really want to see VL four get into the hockey hall of fame. I think he belongs there. But I think on that that's going to join them up on that wall. You have to say Andrew Chuck's probably in the next round. Um, Brian Bradley. Probably. Hold on, that's what I was gonna. That's what I was gonna ask you guys. Is, you know, do you think they're gonna just do one a year from now on? And if they do just one, who's who's next in? Andrew Chuck. Yep. I, I think it's Bradley. Is that what next. you guys are all going with? No, I think it's probably Bradley. Honestly, just because he's also stuck around and been part of this team too, and I think he had. He, he's the. I think they got to go original roster next you know what i mean that's why because you already got two guys from that 04 stanley cup on that wall andy's going to be up there he's already got the statue right and and i think bradley is the guy that kind of came in and knew chris was able to come in and set a tone in the locker room of what it, it meant to be a professional i mean there were all a lot of veterans and stuff like that but i don't know i just, I just kind of look i just really i really like bradley because he's that original era you know, there's and there could probably be a couple guys off that original team, but I, I would say he probably is the front runner from that original roster. Also, how long until they have to shrink these <laughs> images and nameplates? Well, that's one thing I was doing room. last night. I was looking because you know the way they have it set up there, and I feel like they're gonna kind of eventually try and wrap it all the way around. It'll be like a ring of honor. You know yeah. what I mean? And I was up there a lot. And so on Saturday when they unveiled it, it was cool because I was actually in like row E or something. No, like B, C or D, something like that. I was only like four rows up in the 300 so I could see it. Last night I was in row P. So I was only like three rows from the top and I couldn't quite see it. So, But I was looking around the arena and I was like, okay, there's room. There's room that they could, they have these like little sound deadening things along the concrete um and i think there's definitely room to go all the way around the entire arena so i would say that that's their vision so like i said there's room for probably 100 players 
on that ring. I think they go all yeah, definitely. I think they're going to do the Ring of Honor like the Bucks do, and like go all the way go all the way around. But I think maybe eventually they'll have to cut off the pictures and just have the names. Well, or they, you know, it depends on like. I mean, you don't really want to. Like, I think anyone that makes a Hall of Fame should be equal. It doesn't matter who it is. You know what I mean? They should all be equally honored for their contributions to this team. And I don't think there's, I mean, except maybe for Esposito and eventually Mr. Vinick, I don't think you could say any one person is more important than any other, right. maybe for those two. You know what I mean? So uh, I think everyone deserves full honors when they go up on that ring. And I think that if they plan it out well, which I don't see the Lightning not planning a lot of shit out very well these days, uh, I think they have a plan. So, and yeah, that's cool. Mike Sneed said this, and actually there were some of us um, debating this during the actual ceremony the other day. I think he hasn't retired yet, so therefore I don't think he makes it in yet. Um, I could see where they do um, – oh. That's right here. Uh, what was it? Beckham. Yeah, Peckham. I Peckham. think then they do Peckham even though they named the, the press box after him. But I think Peckham will get his name up there. I mean, because you got to imagine PK, Paul Kennedy will get on there. Dave Michigan. Hopefully never, Mike. Hopefully he never retires. I love PK yeah. so much. Michigan will be on there. Um, hey, Greg Wolf yelling into a mic on there. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The only problem, hey, listen, the only problem with putting Greg Wolf up there is you got to choose which hat he's going to be wearing because he's got you way too much hat. He's got way too much hat easy game, bro. today. <laughs> Some somehow I don't think it will be a USF one. <laughs> I got bias. It's okay. Hey, it's we're hey, we're fine with bias on this show. Oh well. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll ask you one more question before you get you, get you out of here, Tyler. And you don't have to be you don't have to pander to this audience. Oh, um, come on. Come it's on, been, them come out to my games. Of course, I'll pander. It's been <laughs> it's been a kind of a rock. I mean, it really hasn't been a rocky season for people that watch every game, like a lot of us do. It's been very similar to the past couple seasons, um, but they this season's definitely been a little bit harder. It seems like for for the Bulls, they've been fighting it. What do you think is going to happen here? We're really only a couple weeks away from the playoffs. Can the Lightning make the Stanley Cup Finals? Can they lift the Stanley Cup again this year. Is it going to happen? I'm not a doubter, you know. I'm not going to come on here and spout negativity. That's not my thing. So, uh, absolutely. And you know what? I think I think they absolutely can do it. I mean, shit, they've done it three straight years. So, why not a fourth? Um, I think this is going to be the toughest road um, so far. And it's, it's, been, it's been unique. I think 2020 was probably the easiest road so far 2021 probably the second easiest and last year is probably the hardest and i know that that might be maybe some recency bias behind that i guess um but i feel like it's just gotten more and more challenging because we are the dog and every team's going to come after us i thought toronto did a phenomenal job at the deadline uh acquiring some very very great talent um, not just o'reilly but nolachari and what he's doing on their bottom lines um their defensive additions um, now the, the goal is a little bit shaky and I think that's, we'll always have that benefit, uh, in any series. So that's really nice to see. And then if we move on, we got to face a team who just destroyed Buffalo seven, nothing, a good Buffalo team. Um, and that's, that, that would be insane, uh, to have to face off against, against Boston, what they're doing this year. Uh, that's if they move on for whoever their first round matchup is. 
then you keep going down the line. You got teams like Carolina, New York Rangers, uh, New Jersey Devils that we just faced. I feel like this is one of the more challenging years. The West looks brutally weak, um, and the East looks incredibly strong. We saw it at the deadline. All the guys were heading out east. No one was going to the West Coast. Um, and a few additions maybe by Dallas and Edmonton, I guess, uh, did some help for them. But it's an East Coast-dominated league right now. Um, and that makes it more challenging for your Bolts to go all the way to, to the Stanley Cup final again. But we got a Hall of Fame coach. We got a Hall of Fame goaltender. We got a Hall of Fame forwards all throughout the line, Hall of Fame skaters all throughout the lineup. Um a lot of teams can't say that in this league, so I'm not going to put mm-hmm. any any doubt into those guys uh, to get the job done. Well said. I'm with you. They haven't given us a reason to to not believe, right. um, minus that little skid that happened. But they do that every March. So well, it, I, I hate March hockey. Yeah. Me too. We all do. I think they do too. I think that's yeah, pretty obvious exactly. that everybody hates March hockey. They're, they're like, why are we playing hockey in March? We were built for the playoffs. Well, here's the other thing. You have to remember. They live here in Florida. What's the best in Tampa Bay? What's the best month of the year in Tampa? November. Pretty much March. Pretty much March. Well, okay. I'm just trying to pick an argument here. Come on. <laughs> but weather-wise, March is one of the best months oh, yeah. of the year in Florida. I mean, come on. They're not, they've been on the road. They just want to be home. They don't want to be gone. They just want to be here. They just want to be out there on the golf course on their off days, enjoying the spring down here. Because you know they don't get it whenever, it, you know, the hockey – uh, playoffs, they're always going deep in the playoffs. They don't get that extra time right after the uh, end of the season when the n- weather's still nice. By the time they're done playing hockey, it's already sweaty ball season around here. You know what I mean? It's already. So I, I get it. I get why they take the month of March off. It's fair. Well, something we talked about, I think, when we did the watch party, is since the Vegas game, they had been keeping all their opponents under 23 shots a game. The mm-hmm. two games that they didn't this past week is – the New Jersey game that we won in the shootout and the New Jersey game we lost. Um, they get back to those where they're, that defense is holding those shots and they're blocking those shots and getting 23 shots a game. They're, they're going to go well into the playoffs and go very far. Um, I think, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, six, six games, five games that they held them under 23 shots on goal um, straight games. So I, th- I think you, do that going into the playoffs and you're going to end up having a good, good time. We've also seen Coop tinkering the lineups these last couple of games. Um, that whole bottom line has been sitting, rotating, sitting out. Um, and same with the defense. So I, I think he's just looking at different pairings because we're 13 points out of the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and you've definitely seen, well, and that's the thing is, you know, JBB did what he had to do and what he could do at the mm-hmm. trade deadline. You know, I mean, he, he said the things he had to do. We've, we've talked about it. He said the things he had to say. And if, if he could have went out and got a blue liner that he felt would have made a difference, I think he would have. But I also knew that he didn't have the money and the resources to really do that. And who was really out there that really wouldn't prove us that much that wouldn't completely shake up the entire lineup. Uh, and I think they also knew in this back pocket, Dar- uh, back pocket uh, Darren Rashford tearing it up down at AHL this season, and that uh, come playoff time, that, that might be a guy that's going to come up and make an impact. And uh, Sofrito, a little killer, Steven, in the comments, I think it was him earlier, said that uh, Radish is starting to look a lot better and a lot more comfortable out there. And I like what Coop is doing with these healthy scratches. He's getting 
the veteran guys a little bit of a body day or a, a rest day, you know, uh, to give them time to still stay a little bit healthy and not so dinged up. And it's giving the young guys, Isama, Radish, uh, the, uh, Fleury, uh, ice time that you never know who you're going to need when the playoff comes. And, you know, those guys are still going to be on the roster. So uh, Coop doing Coop things as usual, uh, JBB doing JBB things. And I'm still, you know, people I saw, saw the other day saying, oh, you know, you know, he's a bust, blah, blah. Listen, stop. Just wait. Everyone thought Brandon Hagel was a bust, even in the playoffs last year. Oh, he's doing nothing. Guess what? Okay. I'm just saying. It's just, I'm just saying. I'm not I'm not saying he's going to be end all, you know, an amazing guy. But I'm just saying when the playoffs come around, I think that's when we're going to start seeing the real impact of Tanner Jano, uh on this roster. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I, I definitely think that we have all the potential in the world to make another run to the playoffs, uh, to the finals. The East is insane. I, I think they need to realign it and make it north versus south again. I mean, why not? We're basically already there politically as it is. Let's just bring our hockey to it. Uh, that'd make it a lot easier for us if we just all played southern teams. But, you know, that's just my idea. Uh, me, me, me and Crosby could get together in the offseason and uh, tell the board of governors how they can make this uh, game better in the playoffs. But until okay. then, we have it. I know we're getting right in this and do the challenge real quick. I just want to ask you guys really what you think on this last thing, and then we can discuss it on the after show, us three, and see what we – and debate it more. But Stammer's at 992 games, mm-hmm. um, eight games till he hits 1,000. That's going to be on the road. It's going to be against the Islanders if, for some reason – uh, Coop decides to sit him two games where he can do it here at home. Do you think Coop does that? No, I don't think Stamkos does it. I don't think Stamkos will let him. See, I, I think Stamkos would because it would be at home against Toronto. I, I They would still be the same honor. It would be and, the same honor. He would have the same production and everything else. Stamkos is a fucking hockey player and he's a captain. And the yeah, last the thing he thing wants is, is a number to dictate or, or a milestone. To well, he did say he was upset play. that he didn't get any of those at home this year and in his yeah. speech. Yeah, but he's he also had like 20 games to hit that 500 goals. <laughs> yeah, he could, yeah, he could have hit 500 goals or a thousand points at any time here. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just saying, I just think that the one thing we've seen from Stamkos, uh, especially in the last four or five years as the captain, is example. Example. And what kind of example does it set when you're three weeks away for the playoffs? Oh, I'm going to take a couple games off just so I can play my thousandth game at home against Toronto. I just don't think that's that's the kind of the example. And I think everyone in that locker room would have zero judgment on him. I think everyone in that locker room would understand and maybe even encourage him to do it. I think a few guys probably would encourage him. And yet, for Stamkos, as a captain and as a leader, I just don't think he's made that way. I still think that his his idea of being an example by lead, or leadership by example is, hey, milestones don't mean anything. They're great. And when I sit back at the end of my career and reflect, I'll be happy about it. And maybe I'll be a little sad that I didn't really get to have that exact moment in Amelie Arena. But he knows if he does it on the road, that place is going to be packed and that game's going to be packed anyways. It's the last yeah. time we played Toronto this season and it's at home. Uh, that, that game's going to be insane. So whether he hits a thousand, uh, two games before on the road, or I mean, Hey, I will say though, maybe not two games before. Hold on. I, he has the knee thing. That's all I'm saying. The only thing that might have this is he has the knee thing. So maybe he takes off a day this week and a day next week or something like that. I don't see yeah, him because they have days off in a row. Run. 
player every game. They've been healthy scratching right. a player. So right. he has the captain say, you know what? I'll sit this one out. You guys all get the get get the reps tonight. Like, I mean, I could see them maybe sitting him uh, against Montreal or Ottawa this week for his, you know, his knee, if it's still bothering him. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't think he wants to sit out a home game. So, yeah. you know, or Boston or Carolina. Well, and then there's the ra- back-to-backs with Rangers and the Islanders. So that might be an opportunity there too. But again, I don't, A, I don't know if that's really on the radar of the coach. I mean, like as far as like, his roster, you know what I mean? Obviously, it's on the radar because he, John Cooper's a freaking savant and everything's on his <laughs> radar. You know what I mean? But, like, in the back of my mind. I'll ask Nigel at the airport Saturday. Yeah, there you go. Back. Do it. Go get your insider information, bro. <laughs> we'll All right, talk about it next Monday. Let's do the challenge, and we'll get uh, – we'll let Tyler leave. <laughs> but first, you got to play Hold the challenge. Hostage. You're going to represent the Thunder – uh, which is usually a guest or somebody in the chat. Uh-oh. And the Thunder right. is actually in the lead of by this competition now. by four precious, precious points over Schooley and Stash. And I'm uh, leading, two behind. So only, only two behind because I was the only one to get a point last week. And you know it. I was the only one with Sergi with the most assists. What a guy. On the, uh, that was the Devils game two. Oh, that uh, wasn't turnovers. Right. Tyler knows no, Sergachev okay. is the truth. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he could have uh, got both awards that game. Doubles on Thursday. Um, all right. So that was the only point last week. Uh, this week, we will go with goals scored. Who is going to score the most goals for, versus the Montreal Canadiens tomorrow? Tyler, you are the guest. You get the first pick. Oh, gosh. Against the Canadiens, or is this for the, is this for the full week? Just, just first go the game, game, by game tomorrow night. Oh gosh! All right, I feel like I feel like this is gonna be like a six guys score all all separated. Okay, um, I'm gonna give I'm gonna get a couple power play goals. Is gonna boost him. I'm gonna go Braden Point from the bumper position. I think he might put in a few. I've been seeing Kucherov look a lot a lot uh, his way, especially on the power play in that bumper position. I think he I think he can pot a few. Not a lot of big bodies on the Canadians um, to get him out of there. So I think you can get a few. And you just Why reminded not? me of something we did not bring up yet. Congratulations, Nikita Kucherov. 100 oh, yeah. points. points. He's looking uh, a lot of people's ways this season <laughs> because most of those are assists. Uh, although, um, yeah, real quick, though, it's funny. In one of his interviews, like, oh, during the All-Star game, he's talking about, oh, I'm not really a shooter. I'm a passer during the accuracy competition, right? He still leads the team on shots. I'm just going to say. He still leads the team in shots. Yeah. yeah. So good for him. Play I didn't ball. hear the question. What was the question? Goals versus Montreal. Who's scoring the most? <laughs> I'm going to go Hagel. I'm with the hot hand. Pass. I'm going I'm going with the other hot hand. Killer. Killer. <laughs> Shoot. That means I'm going to have to take a <sighs> stamp kiss. Oh yeah! What what a Who's, terrible choice! I know. I was, I was so gonna go Sorelli. Uh, I was gonna go Sorelli, but I gotta come back. So Stamkos. Yeah, that's true. You gotta you gotta go for it. Be good. Who is going to get in a fight Thursday night in Ottawa? Who's going first? Is this back to me? 
Yeah, go ahead. The beautiful answer would just to say Tanner Janot and just take the win. But I feel like I feel like that's a little cheap, but it's still Braden Point on the last one. Um I'm gonna say oh gosh. It's a it's a little I don't he's not the kind of guy that would do it, but I'm gonna say Nick Paul just for fun, just for the meme, you know. Ottawa guy, he's gonna fight uh fight Joseph. It. Watch it happen. It. Oh, that would be great. Oh. That, that would be epic. <laughs> just for the content only. Yeah, just for right, the content. Right. Uh I'm I'm gonna go with Patty. It's been a little while. He's our penalty leader right now. Uh it's it's been a little while since he's pretended to uh fight somebody. So uh I, I'm gonna say Pat Maroon. Go ahead, Shitter. I'll take Janelle. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't say knockouts on versus Ottawa, just well, fights, but I'll, just I'll still take Janelle. I'll still take Janelle. I'm gonna say uh Asamat. I was just gonna say he's. I think he's due for a little bit of a scrap. Yeah, I mean, he's it's scrappy. not his thing, but he's he a scrappy. Fight? Is that his thing? Yeah, a, a bit, not a lot. He's a, a gnat. He's he's like Gord. He's no, so much he like Gord in that. He won't scrappy. shy away from it. No, yeah, he's not gonna go. Probably start the fight, but he's gonna be annoying enough that if someone retaliates, he'll be like, "Let's do it." So that's why right, I like next, next is points versus Boston, and I'll take. Pick my boy Sergey again. No, cracking up some assists, maybe a goal too. Oh, okay. Um, I, I think I'm gonna have to go with Kucherov. We haven't said his name yet in this competition. Let's let's go with Kuch. Go ahead, Tyler. Oh gosh, I want to change up the names. I want to have fun with us. Um, I'm gonna. You could, you could go point again. It'd be fun. Oh gosh, should I just cheat? No, that's that feels lame. That makes it sound like I don't know the team. I don't like that. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna go. Uh, gosh, because he's annoying. Corey Perry. Don't. I hate that I did that. I really do because I don't really even support him. But I feel like you know why not? What? I might take Paul. That's probably a better pick. (laughs) That's definitely a better pick. It's okay. We're having fun. No, no Hagel. No point. No. uh, I know. I'm surprised I took Hagel. Yeah. No stammer. No killer. No stammer. No Corey Perry. Don't worry about it. (laughs) <laughs> first first boston well, that's gonna be a fun game Sa- that game Tyler. by the way saturday afternoon one so matinee six fires having a watch party we can't get matinees in tampa but they gave them to boston all day long it's awesome yeah it's awesome all right one more here and this is an accumulation of those three games the closest one will win this one how many total saves this week will lightning goalies make so add up all those games together. Um, we talked about earlier, the Bolts have been averaging, I don't what was it, 20-something shots per game lately? 25, Except for the second period last much? night. They get up to 20, so 25. you do the math. Three games this week. Whoever wants to spit it out first. I'll go 77. 87. How many games did you say? Three games, right? Three games. No, it's three games. 69. Total saves. So shots shots saved saves. by the goalies. What has been the number so far? I want to be a terrible person and just go one over someone. <laughs> You're going to price this right the shit out of me. Huh? I said 87. I'm going to go 88. <laughs> Why not? Price right? is right in son of a gun. Push the over. Why not? Boston's I gonna just, like I just met you, so I'm not going to start swearing at you. But if you come on the show again, it's the sons of bitches are going to fly. I'm a judge. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. I'm a stone cold right. loving son of a gun. 
They're welcome at our games, though, if you ever want to just drop a few. Oh, that's that's what's well, a hockey game. So it's college hockey that. too. So it's just it's another level. Better. And, and just in case, just so you don't know about me, I'm an old school USF Bulls uh, football game tailgater. Oh, that's yeah. why that's why Shooter uh, labeled me as a USF honorary alum because I moved here like right in the middle of college. Like I was in the military, so I go to college, but I moved here in my early twenties when these guys were all their Shooter and the crew. You know, we're all kind of there halfway through and getting ready to graduate so i pretty much lived down there at the dorms and on the campus and at ray j every saturday uh, i usually watched about 10 minutes of football every saturday you know what i mean so stay tuned in the off season when we do the stash chronicles so one <laughs> one thing we i don't have enough time you you guys both mentioned that the boston game is a matinee game and sticks to fire watch party yeah they are flying home that day after the game um even though they play carolina they're actually going to come home and stay for a couple of days then fly back out to carolina on tuesday morning they no they'll be flying uh they will fly out monday that's weird to me yeah they uh that's weird. That, that's what they announced on the radio um that they would be flying home and then flying back out so anybody that wants to come to shelter tampa um, we'll put the time out there, um, but me, it's going to be probably around 10, 10 at night. See, and that just proves to me what I was saying earlier. These guys are pissed off. They've been on the road so much. They want to be home more. And the fact that they're coming home and making that extra fight just to be home for one extra day, I think that's telltale. I think that's telltale. And um, whatever someone was talking about, blah, 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 I think it was I Mike think Sneed. it's a problem with because Boston is playing there on in carolina um in between on sunday oh so back to back oh so they wouldn't have anywhere to practice or anything else yeah so i think they're they're coming back here um until boston leaves i like my story better (laughs) i just looked at carolinas because i that's how it was before there was uh hotel issues so yeah. Oh, also, we didn't point this out, uh, which I love our people in the chat. Uh, Hegel's hat trick was the first home hat trick in three seasons. Also, if you're a numbers guy like me and you really are into the thing, his first hat trick was game 100. His second hat trick was game 200. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, on the one year anniversary that and, and, and exactly. I, yep. On the one year anniversary of him and a new Wait, career high on goals for him. In that game. Yep. And it was so, the first home regular season because Vladdy did it in the preseason. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> nothing after that. Hey, we love Vladdy here. Hey, we love Vladdy here. And that's well, good for him. Well, the return of Pally, we didn't talk about that great video put on yeah. by the Lightning, the Warrior tribute for Listen. Pally. Totally deserved it. Yeah. Deserved the standing ovation. You were um, there, right? Sunday, schoolie? No, I was not. Saturday. Oh, you went Saturday, not Sunday? Or you didn't no, miss both? No, games? I didn't go to either one of those games. What kind of fans am I doing this show with? Yeah. God. Saturday, no, I ended up having a weekend. I don't even Saturday, I had an emergency I had to go to. And Sunday, okay. Sunday, April oh, yeah. Tremble had won tickets from uh, Seats for Service. She won my tickets when we donated them for Seats uh, for Service. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, anyhow, I was in the building for that um, <laughs> tribute to Pally. And look. I've been to countless games 
in Amelie Arena in the last 20 years. That was as loud as I have heard the arena minus Stanley Cup finals. Finals. Not even like ECF. Right? Like That was the loudest that arena has ever been for a tribute to a player. It was really awesome. Incredibly special. It's honestly one of the, and also one of the longer tributes mm-hmm. uh, that they did. And once again, that did also drop on YouTube. Tampa Bay uh, team put that on their YouTube channel today as well. So it's like a two and a half minute tribute. I had to go back and watch it because it was so loud. I couldn't even hear what the guys were saying in the piece. Like they were interviewing Killer and Hedman and Stamkos. I couldn't even hear what they're saying because it was, it was and Coop. And it was just so loud. It was it was so loud that it was I couldn't even hear it. So I had to go back and watch it today. So it's out there. Uh, go catch it. It's a beautiful tribute. Uh, Pally did the things that nobody else did on this team. And uh, if it wasn't for that guy, I don't think we have the success in the postseason we had the last 10 years. And I'm the guy that was always down on him. If you guys True warrior. Me, True I warrior. never gave Pally the credit he deserved. Uh, but I got to say, in hindsight, that guy is probably one of the most important players uh, in the last decade, if not the last 30 years, the entire history of this franchise and uh i'm with andrew miller can we please never hear sweet caroline and omelie arena again now can that just please be the end of it because i fucking hate that song with every fucking passion of my my being because i'm a tampa bay fan and boston sucks so let that be the last one please all right way to scare tyler (laughs) (laughs) sounds like i'm never coming back <laughs> no, I'm playing it exclusively at our games now. Thanks for that, though. Hey, now I know. Hey, that's how you get your fans to all to sing together: is play "Sweet Caroline" or "Friends in Low Places." One of the two. Amelie Arena has no problem singing songs. <laughs> all right, well, we'll let you go, Tyler. Um, thanks for jumping on. We'll definitely be in touch. Uh, we want to definitely go to one of the USF games early in the season and meet up with you, hopefully before. Mm-hmm. Uh, or after so we'll be in touch with you but yeah everyone check out usf ice bowls on in the off season now but they'll be back uh, probably right around the time uh the lightning start right uh, uh fall first week september um yep. we run through uh february for the season and then we have our regionals and our uh nationals tend to be back end of february beginning of march great Cool. Yeah, man, and uh you know stay available because we have a lot of shows in the post in the postseason to playoff so if uh we go deep on runs, you know. You know, we like have live post games, so anyone likes to hop on and talk hockey with us, uh, they're always welcome. Sure thing. Yeah, and we would love to uh, have a player represented. Uh, send them in here and have you guys drill them with questions. Oh. If you ever wanted to do a little player interview, get some insight on some hockey guys. Um, I'll, I'll shoot one of them. They, they have to listen to me in some some capacity, <laughs> so I can throw them your way to the wolves. Yeah, here. let's do That'd that. Awesome. That sounds like a play. We would next, really love that. Next season, we're gonna have we'll have a player on, and then we'll go to the game, and we'll yeah. uh, we'll be really loud just for that player. No, there we go, just for that player. <laughs> thanks. All right. The one. No, <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, we appreciate it. If anyone does not follow you, Tampa Bay Tie on Twitter, always tweeting good yeah, stuff. Uh, on the tweet machine, Elon. I do that every time. I do that every week too. I'm like, we're trying to figure it out, right? I think it's here. Which going to play? Yeah. I know we've kept you a little bit long. That's kind of what we do on the show. But thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming out, supporting local hockey, doing what you gotta do, and having the passion that we love around here. Absolutely. Bring your cowbells too. Thanks, Mike. You're you're right on it. Absolutely. Cowbell. I I got some. We appreciate it. We'll see you next time. All right, brother. 
All right, we are going to get out of here soon, but first, we've got to go through the brackets. It is March Madness, and Woo! round two is over, and there has been some serious upsets, upsets. in this bracket. I would say... This is, look, this is look like Tournament of Champions on Food Network, and if you guys don't know, find it out. I'll, I'll get on that. So uh, many but upsets. The first bracket that you see here... The current jerseys somehow lost to the, the 97 original. Storm jersey, which I was told everybody hates. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the new reverse retro got smoked early on, but, but it was original. Against, it was against reverse retro one, which well, took which... out the original white jerseys. And those two are going head to head to go to the finals. Look. You got the stadium series jersey, which has just been cruising past the uh, 2000s whites. Uh, and also the current home current whites. Home and then you did have the Bolts blue jersey go down to the original. Current away uh, whites, not home whites. Away whites. Away, light, away whites, yes. So you got your final four now, Stadium Series versus the OG Blacks, and then you've got the reverse retro against the... I think it's going to be the two newest ones. I think it's going to be the... Uh, the stadium versus the reverse retro one, yeah. That'll you know be a of a of a matchup because they're the two best players they've made in the last thirty years. That's yeah. why. That, that is why. Like I understand that it's an upset that the uh, storm, the original storm jersey won, but uh, it's not going to stand a chance against uh, the last year's reverse retro. It's, people, it's not going to stand a chance. People love this this. Black jersey, the original black jersey. A lot of I wore it last night. I mean, so I, mean we'll I wore it last night. So no, but, I wore it. I wore it Saturday for the alumni game. But uh, the series jersey has it's been a landslide right. in all of them. So are far. we gonna get this on Facebook with the emojicons? No emojis. No, no, probably not. That's a lot. A lot of math. It sounds like. <laughs> so you got to go to Twitter <laughs> if you want to vote. Listen, if you're if you're not on Twitter, uh, we'll do we'll do that for the final. But yeah, get on Twitter and vote. Yeah. Go, go to Twitter. I don't, but you should. All right. Challenge done. Brackets done. Uh, we talked about the games this, this week. Hat. We've got a couple good games this week. We alluded Greg Wolf to, doesn't have this hat yet. Should we, should we call it a show? Should we do a little tease for the, the overtime? That's, Let's talk about Thomas well, Schooley's beats. Are we, are we going to do a tease for next Monday's show? Are we going to talk about our guest at all for next well, week's show? Filling in most likely for me next week will be Sonia Bryson Kirk. Boom. <laughs> yeah. I trade her for you any day. <laughs> also, also of note, it's a special start time at eight o'clock yeah. just for our special guest to accommodate her schedule. I will be scrambling because that's using my son's bedtime and my wife works on Monday. So nobody consult canceled me. Um, actually they did, but I said, of course I would do anything for Sonia. I will make it work. Uh, so yeah, so next Monday, eight o'clock, no shooter. Maybe I'm gonna try. Sonia Bryson. So we're gonna have a great she time next Monday. Wonderful at the 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 event. Uh, yeah, she looked absolutely stunning. And, hey, and, and and listen, just a, just a little shout out to anyone out there who might be listening now, watching later, whenever time. I want to say this: we all love Sonia. Clearly, we do. She's a great friend of our show. She made a touching tribute for us for our hundredth episode. But listen, when she has something else going on and she can't be there or it's a special event and they bring somebody else in to sing, 
the anthem. Can y'all just cut somebody some fucking slack, please? <laughs> the, late, the, the, the girl that did it on Saturday did a fine job. An absolute fine job. And everyone, and she sang for the Lightning multiple times in the past, too. It is ridiculous how people... She was terrible. She was not terrible. My she was off. absolutely good. The problem is that everyone's just, oh, if it's not Sonya, blah, 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 blah. Well, I, and also, I want to know if you know it's not as good or not because I sing along with Sonya because it's my national anthem. So do I hear her a little bit? But I hear me, too. And I hear everyone in the arena singing along with her. That's what it's about. For me, it's what she represents for this team. She has a great voice. She's, no one can sing it as good as her, obviously. But I'm saying, cut the fill-ins a little bit of slack. I agree, Jason. Amanda is great. That's it. So the after show, we're going to talk about my my stalker friend. Oh, uh, yeah. Are you? Are we gonna Are we gonna show that little video too, Rob? I that so. I sent you. I hope so. No, not this week. Oh. oh. <laughs> no. no plans for that. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. There's been some shenanigans, and also in case you guys didn't catch out last week, there was some fireworks on the overtime show. You'll never know what happened unless you go back and watch it. I start following us in the after in the overtime show too, because it was a two-hour overtime. <laughs> it was a, like a three-hour overtime. Listen, we had a great audience <laughs> Tuesday night waiting to see if we we're going to go to. That's true. That's true. Physically in the same room together after less than twenty-four hours away from us uh, going at it virtually. So uh, maybe people were dis- disappointed. Maybe they weren't because if you didn't tune on Tuesday, you don't know either. So even more reason to start following us after this show. And all the extra stuff that we do outside of it. Uh, that being said, Shooter, wrap it up. Well, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it? Um, no, I have to say, this has been We The Thunder. Don't forget to be the Thunder. The thunder. That's it? Except for the after show. <laughs>